Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here today with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, everyone. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. Hi. Uh, hi. This is a very exciting day. We're going to be talking about friendships. Oh, poo. Oh, poo and pig. It makes me think. Friendships always makes me think of poo. And honey. Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> we are. We're so we're talking about friendships. This came from uh from a listener, yes. right? I mean, this was a listener question. Yes. Yeah, so I had actually um, posted in our uh, Patreon Facebook group. I was saying, you know, I'm looking for content. We're getting back to doing the show weekly. What do you guys want to know about? And friendships came up. And what was even better is that once I decided that we were going to talk about friendships, I put another post in the Facebook group asking what they wanted to know specifically about friendships and got some great feedback. So this show is actually going to be a part one and a part two. Very exciting. And uh, so I will talk a little bit more uh, about that after you do your introduction. That's so awesome. I love to do introductions. <laughs> so before we talk about friends, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us and this show a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there from the website or subscribe to the mailing list from the homepage and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. And if you uh, if you like the show, if you like what you've heard, if you've learned something from us uh, over the past many years that we've been doing it, consider supporting this podcast over on Patreon at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the ADHD podcast. It's listener supported podcasting. It's a way for you to throw a few bucks at the show and help us continue to grow and continue to do uh, more things and deliver more things to the ADHD community. We're very excited to do that. We've just upgraded our tiers. And uh, so you can see the, the levels of investment you can make in the show and what you get as a result of your participation in the community. The coolest one, I think, is going to be uh, a discord where we're, we're trying to create this community of of ADHD folks who want to share and learn from each other and and uh, have access to all sorts of fun uh, community resources in a real-time chat experience. So if you've never played with Discord, uh, you can learn more about Discord and, and connect it to your Patreon account at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Okay. And I just have That's to say real quick about Discord. Yes. For people who are new to Discord, I'm new to Discord as well. So... <laughs> We are learning together. Now, Pete is an expert in everything technology, so it's going to be fine for him. But um, That's not I, true. She's I, lying about that. I'm still figuring it out as well. Um, but so far, so good. I like what I see. So I think this is going to be a great way to, to connect um, with our listeners, but also to connect um, for our listeners to connect with each other, which I think is fantastic. Totally. And I will also give a shout out to Rachel in the Discord community who's already in the Discord community who has been incredibly helpful in just helping me process and think about the kinds of things we want to set up and the kinds of resources we want to set up. Uh, so a big, big, giant, huge, heaping shout out of thanks and gratitude to Rachel uh, for being a part of the community and being such an active uh, um, you know, support for us too. So yes. Thank and you, she's Rachel. also Huge. willing to help people get used to discord too. So yes. you may not just see Nikki and Pete. You also may see a Rachel, you know, going in there and helping you out as well. So you've got three yeah. people that, 
you know, can get you set up on this pretty, pretty easily. Yes. And, and it was, yeah. it was great that, you know, as soon as we turned on discord rewards, a number of people already s- jumped in there because it's, it's automatic, yeah. right? As soon as you connect to Patreon, uh, it, it's automatically in there. And, um, and so it's really nice to see names trickle in mm-hmm. folks who are already experienced with discord. So I'm sure once you jump in there, we'll, we'll, um, you'll see more active, uh, folks, but we're definitely there. Me and Nikki, we are there and we're very excited to participate. So, uh, we do have one more announcement. Nikki, you want to talk about coaching? Yes. Group coaching group fall group coaching is open. Uh, the deadline to enroll is September 5th. And so you've got a couple weeks to decide which group you want to join see how positive that is <laughs> not if you're going to join just which oh, no. group you're, you're right. going to you know participate in uh but i've got a couple of groups going on um one is on mondays at noon pacific and the other one is on tuesdays at 4 p.m pacific and um they're great i love them they're uh, it's a great way to connect with people it's a great way to get motivated inspired um get some new ideas but it's also for accountability you know we talk about what your focus is going to be for the week um um, we get updates on that. We will uh, keep in touch in between the sessions. Um, so there's a lot going on. Plus, I've added a couple of new things um, to group coaching, uh, which one of them is a weekly workshop that is just for the coaching groups. So what I do is I listen Surprisingly enough, I'm, you know, as a coach, I do that. I listen <laughs> from time to time, <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> and uh, I pick a topic that feels like it's relevant to both groups. It's something that's maybe been brought up a couple of times. So I don't actually pre-plan these workshops until after I've listened to what's gone on that week. And um, so that's something that's new. And then we also have um, I've added a focused work session where um, everybody from the groups is invited to work with me on Thursday afternoons, anytime between one and five. And we do video Pomodoros. And I can tell you, it is so effective. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So talk, talk more about that. What do you how do you uh, what does that look like? So we jump onto the conference line that we would normally meet, you know, on our weekly uh, sessions. And we're on video. And everybody that's there uh, talks real brief about what they're going to be working on in the next 25 minutes. And I set the timer for 25 minutes and then we check back in. Uh, we take a little five minute break and we do as many of those Pomodoros as people want. So some people may can only do maybe one or two. Some people's max is four. Um, I'm there from one to five. So that's my commitment for these fall groups that that's when I'm always going to be there. But the groups can also do it themselves too. So even if I'm not there, they can create their own focus session um, with each other and uh, guide that with themselves too. So um, it's something that I started a couple of sessions or a couple of uh, groups be- before, and uh, it's just really effective, and it's effective for me too. I get a lot done. Um, people can work on the computer, they can do organizing, they can do laundry. I mean, they don't have to yeah. stay at their desk. I mean, you know, you can be wherever you you want to be. Um, but there's something about that video that I think makes it more effective than just on the phone or through Slack or Discord or whatever channel we go through. I think that's great. And I, you know, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I feel like doing more accountability runs in more different kind of contexts are great. Like having yeah. someone else run the clock for you 
Yeah. Uh, and we can. We can do that in Discord. I'm, I was thinking we have an accountability chat uh, or accountability chat room set up. And and I was thinking about doing uh, timer runs, too. Uh, yeah, I think that's it's, exactly. I think it's, exactly. That's great. So yeah, more yeah, of absolutely. that, the better. Right. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's ta- go check out the homepage on the website. You can sign up for uh, coaching uh, and get in there. Get your seat registered, because if summer is any indication, these things are going to fill up. Yes. So. There you have it. Uh, thank you, everybody. Now let's talk about friends. Well, we have a follow up. We do. We want. Do you want? To, we want to read this follow up. This is great. Well, this is sort of like a friend follow up. <laughs> yeah, it's a friend intro. It's a segue. Yes, it's a friend way. Yes. So um, I'll go ahead and do this one, but then we actually we have a question that came in too that we need to talk about before okay. we get into friends. So okay, let's um, do this first. But yes, the follow up was. Um, there was probably, it was probably Facebook live that somebody was asking about support and, um, you know, sometimes our families and friends aren't always as supportive as we would like them to be. Well, anyway, this is what she followed up with me. She said, I participated in one of your online chats about a month ago. Ask the question about finding support when your family doesn't accept your diagnosis, even if they obviously have symptoms themselves. Uh, I wanted to share with you that I have started the first meetup group in Perth for adults with ADHD. We've only had two catch up so far, but but I'm so happy that now I can personally connect with other people who do get it. So far, the feedback from everyone has been the same. They are really excited that there is somewhere that they can go and chat to people who understand and won't judge them, but in fact, relate and support them. I'm really looking forward to growing our little community and help remove the stigma that surrounds ADHD and associated mental conditions. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. (laughs) So I think this is fantastic. Um, She, you know, she took the initiative to get it going. And um, I bet it's going to be, I think it's going to grow, I'm sure. And um, I just think that's really cool. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I hope that other people are inspired that, you know, keep, keep digging, you know, keep looking for your tribe. Let me just ask real quick. How often do you hear that when uh, that family community that, that they don't buy the diagnosis? Uh, well, often enough that it was actually on my Facebook live yesterday, too, because wow. there was another actual question, different situation that um, they were having a hard time with a family member because they didn't. I don't know if they didn't believe ADHD existed, but they didn't believe that she had ADHD. Yeah. And I talked to my groups about this. Um, one group last week because I wanted to get their opinion on it um, before I did the Facebook Live. And they all experienced having somebody not believe them. Um, So this is definitely not something that people, I mean, it's more common than not. And the in the group, um, two out of three, those relationships no longer exist they don't wow. talk to those people so wow. it can go to an extreme i uh, my uh, i my mother didn't buy my diagnosis like she and i maybe i've talked about this like when i first had the diagnosis and finished the you know testing and uh and counseling around it um and i said you know here's a thing that explains a lot don't you think and i don't know if i approached it incorrectly but she was like no 
you you don't have that. And and it it always comes from a place of, you know, surely I would have noticed. Surely I would have seen it. All of the struggles that you had in those years when I was responsible for you and your health and well-being, surely I wouldn't have missed something so obvious. But I I you know, it it, it took a long time to kind of normalize to that and say, look, this is this is a big part of my life and we're going to have to we're going to have to deal with it and move through it. And and we did and it was great. And now there's great understanding, but it was hard. It was yeah, hard that. for years, for a couple of years, surely. So I really resonate with that. That's a uh, mm-hmm. great follow-up. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so we have this question. Do we want to move into the question? Yes, I do, because I actually responded back to her telling her that we would um, talk about that, or we, okay. would, we would bring this up this week. So I don't want to, you know, not deliver on a promise that I no, did. No, no, so. you make good. Make yeah, good I need to promises. make good. So do you want to answer the, or not answer? Well, you're going to answer the question too, but do you want to read it? Because you're I so good at reading. It. Well, okay. I, you know, I've been doing <laughs> it all my life. Here we go. Do you have any advice on how to deal with annual work reviews? I'm a decent employee, but no one at work knows I have ADHD. It's always stressful to have my neurotypical supervisor critique everything all at once, especially when most of the productivity issues come from my ADHD symptoms and not from a lack of trying. How do I honestly appraise my strengths or weaknesses in my written review without coming across as willfully self-deceiving or woefully lacking in self-confidence? I think the 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 educational piece that I want to throw out there for people is to understand that, um, and we've talked about this before, emotions run high and they run even higher when you have ADHD. So if you feel that you're being criticized, um, it's going to, it's going to be really tough. It's going to, you're going to take it really personally. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to respond be, hot. You're going to yeah. respond hot. Yeah. It, yeah. And so I think, you know, just understanding that that is, um, it just is, it just is. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with you. I don't know right. if there's any way you can like fight those feelings. I think the best thing we can do is probably just acknowledge that they are there. What I would probably suggest is that, um, when when you're going into the review uh, mindfully go into that okay if i if i'm starting to feel heated give yourself a second mm-hmm. <laughs> give yourself to sort of think before you speak because you don't want to say anything that you will regret so there is going to be probably some, a little bit of practice that you're going to have to um maybe do on how am i going to deal with the situation if i don't like what i hear it, it, how am i going to be able to um you know, again, stop before I say something I, I would regret. You know, what's interesting to me is that um, one of the things that they're concerned about is the productivity issues when knowing that it's not a lack from trying. And I think that's important to to bring up is that you know the truth around your ADHD. You know that your intentions are not to not do a good job. And so if you're not comfortable talking to your boss about your ADHD, you certainly can still talk about what you're challenged with and what you're really good at and what do you need help with. So if he's or she is finding that, you know, you're lacking in this type of situation or, you know, you're rated a little lower in this area, you know, what are the things that you need um, to help you succeed in that? So it's not... I I think it's taking the ADHD out of it because we've talked about this before. And just really talking about your strengths and weaknesses and where you need support. 
Yeah, um, I, I would totally agree with that. And I think that's something that that people forget, you know, when you think about and, and especially if you're sort of new to ADHD, right? Mm-hmm. It, the, the label of ADHD is this giant, you feel like it's a giant rubber stamp on your forehead. And it's, it doesn't have to be, you can have a candid, transparent conversation about the characteristics of ADHD that you happen to live with without using the words ADHD, you can pretend for the world at work, that ADHD isn't a thing that you're thinking about, just right. talk about here are the things that I need help with. Here are the areas of of focus that I struggle with. Here's where I'm really exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I certainly have lived with this. You know, I'm I'm one of those guys when I walk into a new environment, particularly in my field, like around technology and space. I always, you know, I, I'm the guy who walks around and opens all the count cabinets. You know, like right. I I have to explore everything, and I can't quite move on until I've done it, yeah. uh, until I know where everything is. And that is, that's a little bit of my obsessive nature that comes out of ADHD. I've accepted that. I've accepted that's how I need to talk about what I am without naming the ADHD part if right. you don't want to talk about it. And that is totally okay. Yeah. So uh, I think that's, you know, really having a catalog of your experiences and, and those characteristics that impact you will go a long way toward having uh, better reviews, reviews that you feel like you can trust and learn from. Absolutely. Well, and the only thing I have to add to that, which is very similar to what you're already saying, is when she's talking about um, writing her own review, like, because you know how a lot of times you have to kind of evaluate yourself. And she's asking, you know, I don't want to be self-deceiving, but I also don't want to lack in confidence. And I think that this is where you just, what you just said, you just be honest and transparent about what you need, what you're good at, what, what you, where you need that extra help again, without having to name the ADHD, but also not coming as you're not self-deceiving anyone. You're not lying Mm -hmm. about it. And it's not coming out of self-confidence this is just how you work this is what you need to work at your best and so um just add that to to that piece so there you go there you go excellent now we can Uh, talk about friends but let's talk about friends uh this comes as an inspiration from our own patreon friends thank you patreon friends uh, let's let's talk a little bit about some ideas around friendships. How do we get an idea of how ADHD gets in the way of friendships? Uh, what, how would you like to open this conversation? Well, there's going to be a part one and a part two. So th- for today's show, we're going to um, talk about just just giving you some information about how ADHD uh, may get in the way of these friendships um, and also give you some ideas, some takeaways to um, think about with your, um, with your friends that your current friendships. And then in part two, we are going to answer you and I, Pete Wright are going to answer the specific questions that our Patreon members had when it comes to these um, relationships. So that's, Excellent. that's how we're going to do it. Um, and so for today, let me ask you, Pete, what do you think about your friendships? I mean, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. How are we doing? I think we're doing great. We're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think I, I think my friendships, I, I have a lot of, lo- or I don't have a lot. I have, I have a solid handful of strong old friendships. And sometimes I get confused about why it is difficult to make new friendships to create new friendships right so that's that's where i struggle because i think it, it there is there really is something to 
uh, age and new friendships. Oh, so yes, I totally agree. It's and hard. It it's harder as you get older. <laughs> it is harder. <laughs> yeah, it is harder when you don't have that sort of shared forced history, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is that's a, a significant challenge for yeah. me. Uh, that, but I, I'm not sure. I'm sometimes how you know how that's different from you know or how ADHD impacts that. I definitely have been the guy, particularly in college when I didn't understand this so well, to make plans and skip plans, right? To yeah. just flake out on stuff, to leave friends sitting in a dark movie theater saying I would be there for the twelve thirty show, and maybe show up two hours later because in my head it just went to whenever I got to the theater, not right. when the movie actually. Started. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, so um, I was that guy. And it took a long time to realize that I have power to learn to to change that and a lot of work to, to change that. So those kinds of behaviors really impacted me. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting because when I did a little bit of um, research and I was thinking about this, you know, main or maintaining friendships, I think, is probably the the uh the the challenge or the question that i get asked from clients is um you know how do i maintain them yeah. um and it's interesting if you look at the connection between okay what would it take to maintain a friendship and what are executive functions mm. and so if you think about it well, as I did last night when I was putting this together, <laughs> it's really interesting because you think about one of the executive functions that uh, ADGers have a challenge with is getting started, taking that initiative. Okay. okay. Well, when we have friendships, it's hard to be the one who takes initiative to say, hey, let's go have coffee. Let's go to a movie. Let's go do that. It's not it's not going to necessarily come from you. Um, you could go ahead and get something scheduled and uh, you put it on your calendar. But if you don't, if you're not in the habit of checking your calendar, uh, which is a time management issue, which is an executive function, right? Organizing time, mm-hmm. then you miss the appointment. You don't see it. You don't show up. Um, or maybe you see the appointment, but because again, time is not your friend or it's a little messy of a compli- you know, messy yeah, relationship fin- that you have with time. Friend, right, right. Yeah. Now you're running late all the time to go see your friends. Mm-hmm. And then again, there's this executive function of not following through. So do you cancel or do you just not show up? to something. Right. right. So it was really interesting. I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting when you kind of look at it that way that, well, of course, maintaining friendships are, is kind of difficult, you know, when right. you look at it this way, finding time for your friends. Now, some people, this is really easy. Like I, I have clients who have very active social lives and, you know, they go out to drinks with their work buddies and they've got things that they're doing every weekend. They're very social. They're very outgoing. And this comes very easy to some people. Um, finding time is not an issue, but for some people, it's really difficult to, t- to find time. Um, and especially if you've got other obligations like families and kids and, um, you know, if you do volunteer work, I mean, the more, it seems like the busier you are, 
the more, you know, the harder it is yeah, to right. find time to do these well, things. Well, I mean, it goes back to what you're talking about. I mean, it's already hard to balance, you know, competing time blocks on your calendar right. when you can't focus on your calendar and you don't have that skill of visualizing time. How could you possibly throw in another giant boulder of time, which yes. is maintaining a healthy relationship? Well, and it's really easy, at least for you know, I think for, for myself to say, okay, well that isn't, you know, yes, I want to see her. Yes. I sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun, but I, I really need to go do this other thing. And so yeah. it doesn't feel as important as something else that may be, you know, grabbing my attention. But what's always funny to me about that is whenever I fight that and I say, no, 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 no this is important. I need to reconnect with this person after I do it. Oh my gosh, I feel so happy that I did yeah. it because it's so good for your soul, right? You're like connected again with somebody else. And uh, so friendships are very valuable, very, very right. valuable. So we need to probably, you know, shift our thinking about this whole time thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would say one of the big lessons for me is not, I used to, it took me many years to figure this out. I used to have this this mentality that I don't want to call a friend until I have a giant block of time to really dive into, you know, everything that has happened since we last spoke. And that's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, what when the relationship becomes really powerful is when you say, I have three minutes. I'm just going to call, say hi. Right. I need to hear their voice. I need them to hear mine. That goes so far in maintaining a healthy relationship, even when you don't have the big block of time to do you it. You bet. That's a great, yeah, great point. Um, the other thing that uh, can come up is that you're tired. Well, that doesn't surprise me, really. Like if you're just, so what happens is you make plans to go out with somebody on a Wednesday night, but then Wednesday was a hard day and you, you know, you're tired, you're mentally tired, you're physically tired. And so now you really don't want to do what you said you were going to do because you didn't really take into account that you're just really tired. And if you think about the ADHD mind, you're running around all the time. That's exhausting. Right. It is mentally exhausting. So, you know, that's something that can get in the way of um, maintaining friendships. Um, and then keeping in, keeping in touch. So what you just talked about was interesting because I think having those just quick little three minute conversations or even text messages, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope you have a great day. That is really um, good. I mean, it's, it's special to kind of keep that connection there just so that they know, I mean, who doesn't want to get a text message that says, Hey, have a great day. That's nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just going to, you know, it's going to make your your day a little happier. Um, this is the thing that I think is really interesting, though. Um, I had a client a, a few years ago. This happened a long time ago. And she felt so guilty about not keeping in touch with some with some groups of, or, you know, some people of some some of her friends like groups of friends and the guilt was so um bad that she just kept avoiding it and avoiding it and avoiding it and then eventually just kind of thought well it's too late now you know it's not gonna i yeah. 
you know, it's just too late. I've torched so, the relationship. Right. And so we kind of talked about, well, who in these group of people, like who really means a lot to you? Like who would you really like to reconnect with? Because I do think that friends kind of can come and go in different seasons of your life. And I think that they're there for different reasons. And so um, I think, you know, for me, I've had really good friends at certain like work situations. But then when I stopped working at that place, those sort of kind of faded, but we're still yeah. friends. But, you know, you have to kind of think about for her, who who do you really want to reconnect with? And she figured that out and she got over that uncomfortableness, that embarrassment and sent an email and just said, Hey, I've been thinking about you. I'm really sorry that I haven't been in touch. I hope you're doing well. I, you know, here's an update on what I'm doing. And what was really surprising to her is that no one rejected her. No one got mad at her. Nobody was, uh, you know, it felt it was this, friendship got, you know, reconciled. And, um, I think that what we sometimes do is, is maybe we feel because we feel so guilty about it, but the other people may not, maybe they're feeling guilty because they haven't reached out or they're just as busy as you are. Yeah. And so no one, I, no one exists in a vacuum. I totally right. think that's true. Like we have this image that as soon as we leave the presence of our friend, like somehow they just power down, you know what I yeah. mean? Like they're just, it's, they, they don't exist when we're not there. So clearly I, I, that's part of our sort of natural egocentrism. That's just kind of how humans operate. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So that's something that I think is important to keep in mind is that if you have somebody like that, that you really would like to reconnect, go for it. Yeah. Let's just go for it and see what happens. And, um, you know, if that person comes back saying rah, 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 and starts yelling and screaming at you, then they're not a good friend anyway. Right. Maybe they <laughs> you don't want the them right in your choice. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You move on. Um, but I do think for, uh, for anybody, I think it's important that we also think about what are the qualities that we want in our friends? Um, what is important to you? You know, looking for people, and this is kind of, I guess, if you're looking for new friendships, but looking for people who share the same interests as you being around people who are okay with you being spontaneous or won't be offended if you cancel on them um you know being honest about your adhd building that trust i mean i think that there's that transparency again about what your strengths are and what your challenges are and if you're honest about that with your friend and you know you're you your friendship is based on acceptance and understanding and support, mm -hmm. then a lot of these things shouldn't get in the way. Um, and I think that, you know, relationships in general, we want to be seen, we want to be heard and we want to be understood and we want to be supported. And those are the people, you know, that you gravitate to. And to me, it's always been important that I don't need a large group of friends. I just need a small group of friends that if something happens, I know who I could, you know, talk to or lean on. Who's um, going to help you hide the body? That's yeah. the question. Yeah, yeah. Those are your friends. Who are those people? Who are those people? Wow, that went to so a different gruesome. place. <laughs> That's what we always used to say when I was in high school, you know, like, oh, we're so best friends. I would help. I'd help you hide a body like that. That's <laughs> Isn't awesome. That weird? Is that is that? That's a little weird. Okay. Well, I'll take it. I own it. 
Okay. <laughs> so I just have a couple of little other things that people can take away. And then, um, as I said, next week, we'll answer some of the more specific questions around friendships. I've already talked about reaching out. So even if you feel guilty, really try to um, reach out anyway. Go for it. Uh, staying in touch. Um, I think you hit that earlier, just these little text messages, these little things that we can do because out of sight is out of mind. We know yeah. that. We know that with our stuff and we know that about time. If we don't have a clock in front of us, we're not going to know what time it is or you know what that feels like. Can I and add something to that? Yeah. I, I feel like this has become really important, at least for me, because I have a lot of friends who are abandoning Facebook, who formerly or formerly uh, counted on Facebook for those kinds of friendship reminders. You know, it's somebody's right. birthday. So and so is it. And I just want to encourage people to make direct connections, not by way of Facebook on somebody's birthday. Right. Go. Yeah. Let's let's take a step back. Keep birthdays in your calendar. Get an alert. And send them a text message. Don't yeah. rely on Facebook because, A, you can't be sure that they're seeing it anymore. It used to be you could be sure if they were on Facebook, they would likely get a notification. But you can't anymore. The number of people I run into who write me weeks later saying, thank you so much for sending me that note. I just I'm not on Facebook all that often, even though my account's still active. Mm -hmm. I just don't check it. Uh, but I really appreciate you doing that, you know, it, you can have a direct, immediate connection with people, and it usually means more if yes. you eliminate that sort of middle ground, that middle app. Oh, I absolutely agree for sure. Um, and and you know, going back, I think so. Switching gears from that is setting up a regular time to meet with the people that that mean the most to you. And so, what does that look like? Does it mean that you know you meet with a group of people every you know the first Monday of every month, or do you have a weekly coffee date with someone, or do you have a couple you know every once a month coffee date with somebody? But I think it's it's getting it on your calendar, even if you by chance can't make it. I think it's just key. Keeping it in front of you and making an effort, um, putting the systems in place for you to remember to do it. Um, because again, that out of sight, out of mind can definitely um, make a difference. We are going to do a podcast on listening um, in about three or four weeks. But I do think um, to give you a little bit of a preview of that is practicing your listening skills with, with your friends. Because a lot of times... People are concerned that they're interrupting, um, they're talking over people, they're um, not listening. And so I think that there's something to to build off of here is how do you become a better listener and how does that affect your friendships? Um, and um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Like I said, in a few weeks, I'm going to bring that up as a conversation. Um but I think the bottom line is, you know, as we said, friendships are really important. They give us connection. They add fun to our lives. Um, it gives us a chance to process and talk about things. Um, you know, especially those older friends that have a lot of shared past memories. I mean, it, you know, there's those people that you can see once a year, but you feel like you just left off with them. I mean, they're just... They just yeah. know you. They just know you. Um, and so I think it's, it's an important thing to focus on and um, to work on because it is. They're, they're important. 
I I have a regularly scheduled coffee date with my the best man at my wedding, one of my oldest and dearest friends, but he lives in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so we just decided uh, every Wednesday at 1130 uh, for lunch, we meet on uh, FaceTime and yeah. we just sit at our desks and we talk for an hour over lunch. And it has become... Uh, central to my week, both literally and figuratively. It's right in the middle of the week. It is a high point of my week to have a direct connection where we process things, we come up with new ideas, we work on projects together. We, we are in very different circles, and yet it is, uh, it, it's hugely important. I cannot stress enough how, if you just think creatively about how you're going to make time in your schedule, uh, how important it can be to you to to you know nurture those friendships i think this is so great so so great so there you go we're going to take on the questions um next week uh anything else we have to report to the people nope that's good i think that's it thank you everybody for downloading and listening to the show we sure appreciate your time and your attention on behalf of nikki kinzer i'm pete wright and we'll catch with all catch up with all of you friends all of you friends (laughs) next week right here on taking control the adhd podcast 